You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined with a uh, longtime guest, but she hasn't been on in, uh, in a, quite a while, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. It's good to be back with you. We missed you. Thank you. Uh, we are going to pick up where you left off um, in the articles that you wrote, and today we're going to talk about should a husband uh, – and you know this could apply also to a wife – uh, quit their job to save the marriage. And mm-hmm. this topic came up from one of our readers who wrote into us. And long story short, it was a wife who wrote in saying that her husband is a paramedic and he has these really odd hours mm-hmm. and that it's it's tearing apart the marriage because she just doesn't like it and she wants him to be home more often and at more regular hours. So we're, we're, we'll get into the details of the job as we discuss this issue uh, in this episode of the podcast. Uh, so we'll just kind of go through it one by one here about some of the issues and then also uh, for other couples who are maybe in a similar situation or feeling that may be around the corner, uh, we'll have some advice for them as well. So to get things started, are there certain jobs, in your opinion, that require too much effort to achieve uh, like a paramedic or something that requires a lot of schooling or training, is, is there jobs that just require too much to ask somebody to walk away from? I, I, it, that's a hard question to answer, Steve. I think it depends on the particular couple, you know, what their values are. Um, you know, I would, I would hope that that kind of a discussion takes place before you get married. And as I said in the article, um, I think a, a big criteria is, you know, did you know what each of you um, were planning on doing career-wise before you got married? Um, I will share with the audience that um, my husband, um, unbeknownst to me initially, was uh, got involved in politics heavy-duty. It was an avocation. It was not a vocation. And... Um, it was very much something that went against my values, um, both in how he had to present himself, what it required of me as a wife, um, the hours, etc. And I, I really objected to it, and we had to have very long discussions about what it would mean um, as far as if he continued uh, you know, to work in that area. Mm-hmm. And then many, many, many years later, um, he had an opportunity to um, become a part owner in a restaurant business. And when um, he was going in on it, the person who offered him that opportunity said to him, I'm going to tell you right now, this has been a family business for years, and it is extremely demanding. Um, and since I've lived with it my whole life, you know, we've been brought up in this, but you haven't. And you need to know that this is really going to take away from your family. Mm-hmm. Um, I said to my husband, go ahead and try it, because I know if you don't try the opportunity, you're going to be resentful your whole life. Yeah. Um, 
at the time, we had two children who were two and five, and it really wreaked major, major havoc in our family life. Basically, we never saw each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it almost destroyed our marriage. So we made the decision that he had to get out of that. So are there things that are going to uh, be too much? Yes. But can I say specifically what those jobs are? No, because, again, it depends on the couple. It depends on the situation. And I think you brought up some really great situations, and I think some of those are very interesting because I know my wife and I have had many conversations about, you know, my role as editor of Hitched, and, you know, I I, I don't try to put myself out there too much, and I don't um, put her out there basically at all other than, you know, mention my wife <laughs> but right. um, you know we have we have certain boundaries we've had to set and before I do anything or before I talk about anything that may pull her into the conversation that's mm-hmm. something that we definitely talk about beforehand um, like I was just giving an interview last week with uh, two different publications and you know, before I answered the questions, I kind of ran things by her in terms of, are you comfortable with me saying these things? Right. Um, you know, because she, you know, I, I'm okay with some of the public spotlight, but she doesn't want any of it. So right. uh, we had to have those conversations. And, right. and when you started talking about the po- political career, you're right. I mean, if, if he g- goes into politics, you know, the gloves come off in a, in a career like that. Yes, yes, exactly. So, again, you know, um, I think you're bringing up a good example, and I I really um, uh, respect the idea, and I think it's a great idea that you ask your wife her feelings about when certain things are going to be discussed. Uh, But I I don't think that we can just across the board say that X, Y, and Z. I mean, you know, let's look at President Obama. Yeah. There's a career that certainly one could say you have to work much too hard in. But... um, you know, Michelle Obama is certainly supporting him, you know, every step of the way from all that we can see. Um, again, it will depend on the particular couple. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because it, you brought up in, in your situation where um, you gave your husband a shot at the restaurant business because you were afraid that he might resent you for not ever having that opportunity. And when you brought up the Obamas, you know, Michelle was the one that actually had the career before uh, the president did. Right. And so they, right. you know, they each kind of got their shot and they supported each other throughout that process. Yes. So um, uh, moving on with, with our uh, reader here, um, do, 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 the, do the rules change? And I should say that the wife in this situation uh, knew that her husband was studying to be a paramedic when she met him. Mm-hmm. Do, the mm-hmm. right, do, do the rules change if the person already had the job when you met or you knew that they were working toward that job? When you made that uh, long-term commitment to them? Well, well, I sort of think that if, you know, if she knew that this is what he was going to be doing, that she really had the heads up. Um, and so if she was really going to be unhappy with um, the kind of career he was choosing, that that should have been something that, you know, she made the decision about prior to the marriage. 
Um, you know, I think, unfortunately, many of us get involved and we become sort of, you know, uh, blinded by our emotions and we sort of think, well, things will be different after we're married, which is a very, very dangerous way to go into um, a long-term commitment. Um, the reality is what we see. And so to accept the commitment um, and accept the person and then afterwards say, well, I really didn't like this situation and I expected that you would change it, I think it's terribly unfair. Um, you know, in, in the two situations that I described in, in my case, those are situations that came about after I was married, and yet I still felt that in trying to be fair to my husband, I, I had to try to give him a chance at those opportunities. Uh, but in, in the case where the reader wrote in, she knew what the game plan was. And so for her to get annoyed after the fact, I think was really being unfair. Is it, I mean, to, to be fair to her and maybe some other people, um, you know, a lot of times people, yes, you know that he's studying to be a paramedic, but it's kind of one of those situations where you might not fully grasp or understand what that job entails until he starts it. And then it's like, Oh, I didn't know it was going to be like this. Could that also, I mean, could that, that could also be a failure on his part to kind of describe what the job would entail to her. Right. I suppose you're right. But you know, Steve, that falls into the category of a lot of things that couples don't discuss. Mm -hmm. before they actually get married. And that's where a lot of problems happen in marriages. You know, do you want children? Yes, I want children. But, but then couples don't talk about, well, how many children do you want, and how would you go about raising them? And if you're of different religions, what faith are you going to, you know, to raise them in? So the details don't get, get discussed, and that's where the problems begin. Yeah. Um, and so, again, I think what happens for many couples is they get caught up into all the good, positive emotions at the beginning of the relationship, and then after all of that goes away and you're left with the nitty-gritty details of everyday life, that's when the disappointments start. So um, I'm not blaming this woman or this man in particular, but I think it's a very good lesson for all of us to learn that we need to really talk about the specifics of how you're going to handle certain things going forward. Even like, so how much time do we expect to spend with each other mm -hmm. going forward? You know, what do you consider downtime? Um, you know, uh, do you think in the future you're going to want to spend a night out with the guys or with the girls? You know, because proper expectations are so important. Yeah, very, very, very important. In, in the article, you talk about the Michelangelo effect. Yes. Can you describe and explain to our listeners what that is? Basically, um, a study was done which found that when couples try to really help their partner um, bring out the best in them, um, to help reinforce it and to encourage it, that those couples do really, really well. So they called it Michelangelo because it's like sculpting it. Um, and that if you do, if you work towards somebody's strengths and to their good traits, that it's a positive effect. And in contrast, when you try to shape somebody in the way that 
you would like them to be. In other words, not necessarily their own strengths, that that will have a negative effect. Okay. So what are couples to do in kind of summarizing this? Uh, If one partner doesn't like the career choice of the other and they're kind of at at a crossroad? Well, you know, as I, as I often say, you cannot change somebody else. You can only change your reaction. So I think that you've got to work on looking at what you can do to work around the situation. And then I think the two of you have to sit down and look at compromises. So, for instance, you know, the fact that he works those hours, um, which are, you know, not traditional hours. Of course, in this day and age, um, nobody works. <laughs> yeah, what are traditional <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, I think that you have to look at, you know, um, finding ways to compromise, you know, um, having quality time when you are together, making sure that you let each other know that you're important to each other. Um, Maybe, you know, saying, okay, you know, once a month we're going to take a day off together and and not just have a day off, but we're going to actually go somewhere, you know, for a drive or whatever. But you've got to come to some kind of a compromise for what will satisfy your needs in other ways. Um, But again, to just say to somebody, um, I don't really like your job, you have to change it, it's not going to work. You know, if I go back again to my situation with the restaurant, Mm -hmm. it became very apparent to both my husband and I that our marriage was suffering terribly, that our children were suffering terribly, and that if it was going to continue, there might not be a marriage. Now, you know, I wasn't threatening my husband, but I basically said, I can't continue to live like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had a choice to make. Um, so, again, it's not a threat. I was just telling him, you know, this is this is really becoming, you know, unbearable for me. I'm raising these two children by myself. You're never home. You know, we had no time together because he was working another job on top of it. Uh-huh. Um, wow. So, you know, we never spend any time together, and I I don't know that I can continue to live like this. And then, you know, when he looked at it realistically, he realized it was not in his value system either. Um, So, again, you can't make somebody do something. You can tell them what works for you and what's not working for you, and hopefully, you know, then they can look at it and say, that they're they're willing to respond to it as well. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is such an interesting topic, too, because... You have, on one hand, the person who's the love of your life, and then on the other hand, mm-hmm. your career, hopefully for most people, it's their passion. It's what they, it's yeah. what they love to do. And so you're, you're stuck in this middle situation where you're having yeah. to figure out what is it that you want out of life and wh- where, where are your priorities kind of a thing. Yeah. So, and, and finding that balance. Um, I'm also going to take this opportunity really quick, Karen, um, in case people haven't seen it yet, just because it's kind of tied into this. We actually have a couple um, who I've been, um, who I've known for many years, and she's a journalist. And her husband is a restaurant, uh, uh, he's a chef. Mm-hmm. And um, they were out here. He was doing some private chef work. They moved to New York um, where he was working, you know, kind of. Uh, behind the scenes um, as a private chef for some celebrities and stuff. And then he got an opportunity to move to Spain um, to uh, work with his dad and and his dad's restaurant. That has failed, and they have since moved to a small little town in Spain, and they have 
purchase their own bar and restaurant. And so um, the article is an ongoing series, and it uh, gets updated weekly, and it basically chronicles this couple's journey of running this restaurant and how it affects their marriage and the exhaustion and everything that kind of goes into it. So um, the column is Couplehood Chronicles, uh, So, and it's in the threshold section. So I, I encourage you, if this is something of interest, to go check that out because it really is well-written and has really compelling stories that go along in it. So. Wow, that sounds really good, and I think it sounds like it would be an article that would be extremely helpful. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it is because you can definitely see that um, you know the there it it it's a it's a weekly basically diary of of her experience, uh, Sarah Wilson, and it you can see that you know the struggles that take place because it's not like a pre-scripted thing that she's spent time editing. It's these are the emotions that are happening at the time, kind of a thing. Mm. So it's very interesting and it's it's compelling. So fascinating. Mm-hmm. So Karen, we're going to do this again very soon, uh, but I want to uh, we're going to wrap things up here. So thank you very much for your time. Always, Steve. Uh, you guys are listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, PhD. She is a practicing psychologist in relationships and lifestyle issues for over 20 years. Uh, Karen offers teleseminars and is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, and is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get more information from Karen at her website, drkarensherman.com, and you can also sign up for her free monthly newsletter uh, that include relationship tips at choicerelationships.com. And uh, until next time, thanks, Karen. Bye-bye, Steve. Nice to be with you again. You too. Okay, bye, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.